Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It was a big weekend. The Houston Astros won the World Series. The New York City Marathon went down. The drama around Twitter continued being dramatic. And now it is Monday, November 7th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litters, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be running through a few interesting stories. Rob's got to look at Rust programming language gaining a lot of attention, not to be confused with the red schmutz rust, but uh, we're also going to be looking at the growing market for tattoos in the U.S. and some interesting drama there. Also, we're going to be looking at the aforementioned continued Twitter drama. But before we get to all that, a few headlines in tech and business. Let's get crackling. All right. First Things first, the Houston Astros beat the Phillies to win the World Series. Now, we are not a sports podcast, obviously, but this means two things in the world of business. One, as we explained on the pod, I believe last week, the U.S. economy may be saved. Historically, when the Phillies have won the World Series, recessions have followed. There's obviously nothing statistical about this. It's just bad luck and some interesting water cooler talk for you. Also, uh, along these lines, gallery furniture mogul Mattress Mac won $75 million on the Astros win. It's the largest legal payout in sports betting history. There are some hilarious, wild videos of him losing his mind during the game in a good way. The interesting thing is that a lot of people don't realize that he makes these big bets all the time to offset these insane deals he runs at his stores where he says, if the Astros win, for instance, you get your money back on whatever furniture you bought beforehand. And so obviously a lot of people line up at stores buy furniture and he loses money on that, but he gets it back if the Astros win. Also along the betting lines, the Powerball jackpot has reached a record $1.9 billion. The next chance to win is today, but the odds are around one in 292 million. So good luck with that. Moving along, Apple reportedly has plans to drop the hay from Hey Siri, according to a report from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. The company is looking into bringing the voice assistant also to third-party apps services. Doing this would all require a lot of engineering work, but I was thinking I might, as a user, find it annoying uh, if, they, if they don't do this right. Well, what's funny, like, I think when I talk to Siri, I just say Siri. Like, I, I saw this and I was like, wait, have I been doing this wrong all along? And maybe that's why Siri, like, never works for me because I'm not saying, <laughs> yes. hey, Siri. And so it's always tuning in late or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're like, Siri just does not like listening to me. Uh, <laughs> but now it's, I'm just doing it incorrectly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, now you know. <laughs> also, companies are reportedly winding down their use of certain delivery robots. For instance, FedEx said last month it was powering down Roxo. It's last mile delivery robot to prioritize other nearer term opportunities. Amazon said it was ending field tests of Scout, its home delivery robot, after showing that it wasn't exactly meeting customers' needs. And over the summer, DoorDash said it was shutting down its Chowbotics business, uh, known for its Sally salad-making robot. 
which is 18 months after buying the company. So I don't know. I've seen videos of these food delivery robots entering all kinds of sticky situations, maneuvering through active crime scenes. Last week, one got demolished by a train. (laughs) Uh, But I still suspect these will play a large role in the future. What do you think? Yeah, I think the robots in the kitchen will. I think if you've like seen some of those that can like, you know, make salads in a few minutes or like make mm-hmm. other types of food really quickly. I do think the delivery robots for Amazon and FedEx are a little ridiculous. Like the ones that are on the on the sidewalk. Right. I, I could kind of see those eventually being a thing, but I, I kind of feel like that last mile delivery kind of fight that everybody is right. duking it out for. It just feels like people are putting in way too much money for way too little value. Like yes. <laughs> at the end of the day, like how big of a difference is any of that going to make? Right. And it's so contextual. Every house, every sidewalk is so different. Right. It's just, it's got to be so hard to scale this operation. Totally. All, along the food lines, uh, General Mills launched mini versions of Trix, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Reese's Puffs. I also just learned that there are apparently mini Doritos, which are very cute. Are you a fan what? or foe of this trend, the minification of food? <laughs> I don't think I'm a fan of this in mm. general. I, I think I like, I like normal-sized snacks. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rob, what is going on with this programming language, Rust? Yeah, so I am not a programmer, but... I'm always interested when I hear something that's going on in the world of programming because I feel like so much of the world in business and tech is really built by programmers, right? Yeah. It's it hel- it's helpful to know what's kind of going on there and what trends are happening there. And so I came across this article in Wired about this new programming language called Rust. And it's not actually super new. It was actually born out of a side project from a Mozilla researcher back in 2010 And over the last 12 years, the original architect and others have kind of been building it out. And there are two big reasons that it's blowing up right now. The first is security. So Rust makes it completely impossible for programmers to add what's called memory safety bugs to their code. And these bugs account for about 70% of security vulnerability. So that's one thing. But it's important to add, like Rust isn't the first memory safe programming language. Java is also memory safe. Python is memory safe. But from what I understand and from what its users have said, Rust is faster than both of those. Mm. And so that's the other part is its performance. So Rust is a language that programmers are essentially able to use, get super fast performance. It's super secure. And as a result, it's getting a lot of fans. And it's not just developers. So some of the biggest players in tech, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon have been using Rust since 2019. Those three might sound familiar because we just wrote about cloud computing last week. And those are the three biggest players in cloud computing in the US. And from what I understand, Rust is a great language that for building B2B services. They partnered with Mozilla and Huawei to create the Rust Foundation, which is a nonprofit to help grow the language, get some more adoption from other developers. Of course, no programming language is perfect, and Rust does have its downsides, including a longer learning curve than other programming languages. And just because it's kind of a newer language, it's inherently more complex to incorporate it into existing operating systems, which it's being incorporated into Linux right now. And apparently that's been kind of a drawn out process, but its advocates say that the trade-off is worth it. And so if it means better security and less security vulnerabilities, then I'm all for it. I'm excited to see what happens with Rust going forward. 
So JC, you wrote about what's going on with Elon Musk taking over Twitter, and it seems like it's taken some crazy turns over the weekend. What's going on there? Yeah, well, here's what's happened the last few days. First, uh, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey actually took responsibility for the mass layoffs we saw happen on Friday, saying he grew the company too quickly when he was in charge. So that was one thing that happened. Another thing that happened ex-employees, now ex-employees, filed a class action lawsuit claiming the company's mass layoffs violated California's WARN Act, which requires 60 days advance notice. Also, Elon Musk continued shooting out some feature ideas, including the ability to add long-form text to tweets and more monetization features. And uh, also something interesting, the company reportedly cut 15% of its trust and safety staff, but it says that that won't impact its moderation abilities. Hmm. And also they said they won't update to the new $8 pay for verification uh, system that everyone's been freaking out about uh, until after the U.S. midterm elections. Interesting timing there. It is interesting timing. It's all interesting. Totally. JC, you also discovered this kind of new trend with tattoos in a startup that's kind of tackling tattoos in a new way. What's going on with that? Yeah, so I just thought this was an interesting trend that I was reading about. Apparently, 46% of Americans now reportedly have tattoos. Wow. And the market for tattoos in the U.S. is estimated to be worth around $1.4, $1.5 billion. And new reporting actually from the San Francisco Chronicle found out this startup ephemeral, which is this really neat made-to-fade tattoo startup uh, that's been opening up locations around the United States, has raised almost $30 million uh, and is growing. But the report said that some of its customers are realizing that their tattoos, which were supposed to fade between nine and 15 months after getting them, are not fading. <laughs> um, and they're lasting longer than they had hoped. So some drama in the tattoo world. I wonder if any listeners have gotten it. <laughs> All right, and that's gonna do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot podcast network our editor today's ezra trupion our executive producers darren clark we've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter if you are not subscribed go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co slash email hope you have a marvelous monday we'll see you tomorrow